go-to man. Israel Falau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 24th episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kagi, and joining me tonight, I have brothers Harry and Nelson. Um, now, look, last week, while I was tragically knocked out of uh, our league's final series, uh, ending the regular season in, stretch, in fifth place. Tragically. Um, <laughs> look, our beloved fans, they I was getting a lot of support messages, a lot of you know consoling throughout the weekend. I, I really appreciate it. I don't um, reckon you got one. Yeah, yeah okay, fine, I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, but uh, look, me aside, so I had I had a fun time watching the rugby this weekend. Um, just watching rugby for what it is, you know, not watching. Uh, We're not buying it. Yeah, okay, right, fine. <laughs> I was just sad all weekend. Um, but uh, both Harry and Nelson still have something to play for. Um, whilst it's very different, uh, they're, they're both in a pretty familiar position. I will say, um, Harry, Harry's in <laughs> Harry's in the finals, and and he's looking for some more silverware to for the trophy cabinet. And uh, and Nelson's vying for um, the back to back spoon. Um, which I'm not sure, but I don't think that's ever been done in We're the all in his corner, competition. Aren't we, for that? Like, we really hope he gets it. We we do. Um, so, Nothing. but yeah, yeah, lads. Sorry, how, how, how's it going? How 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 how, how, how we enjoy the weekend? Yeah, look, I uh, I got a, a good lead and had some brilliant plays over over my opposition, Larry. Did you um, a good lead? Yeah, it's good. I destroyed <laughs> him with the whole. Uh, the whole picking up two fly halves, even That's the right. eight are And then you played the better one out of your two, didn't you? I played Barrett. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. but but to be fair, genius move taking Richie Mao off him because that would have been he would have had a lead on you. I'm pretty sure he would not have. Oh, so you don't have a big lead then. He would not have been beating me even if he played Moana. <laughs> Fantasy man of the round, Richie Moanga sat on your bench. Yeah, that is it's it's tragic, but no good move in the end. That's, sure about uh, that, mate. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't Sorry, think you, you guys can discuss this after yeah. the pod. Let's, um, so, so it went well, Nils. It was good. Oh, Six, 60 point lead? What are you on? 68. 68. So it's a, okay. I'm, I'm comfortable because I know I'm better than him. So I think that's just... I think you're comfortable really because home. he's overseas in France and going to try and draft him from Paris. I think that's why you're um, feeling comfortable. No, I, I don't think it matters where he is. He doesn't prep. <laughs> is it true that you're going to be mentoring him this week? I, I am actually. We're having a call tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just I'm lining up the picks for him. Excellent. In fact, we're gonna. We're gonna I was actually going to record his He's voice. Gonna we're going to use a voice tra- uh, translating system so that I'm actually just going to call in and do the the picks <laughs> against Nelson. It's going to be real good. Nice. But yeah, Harry, what about you? How did your week go? Pretty good, mate. I was against Wiley, the man that knocked me out of first place in the last round. So that was a bit devastating a couple of weeks ago. Ooh, a bit of trepidation, yeah. It was, yeah. Hmm. But uh, got up 106 point lead after semi final round one. So we go around again this week. I'm hoping those Matt Todd uh, try points come through. That'll give me an extra 12. And All right, why don't you give us a bit of info on that for the listeners? What, what, what happened there? All right, so 48th minute. Let me set the scene. 48th minute, Crusaders versus Highlanders. I picked up Matt Todd knowing that they play quick line-out moves and put Toddy on the back of them so he can often score tries because he doesn't do it any other way. No. And side true. note, finals Todd is definitely not the same as regular season 30-point Todd. You're talking about one game. <laughs> Please, man. I'm talking no, about his whole fi- finals career. Finals Todd is the best. And I've got his finals career here. 26, 21, 34, 41. His average he's is 26. He's building. building. He's building. building. His <laughs> average is 26 in finals. What's his, what did he just get? Big. Oh, you don't, you don't have that. Big. In comparison. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. So he's building. Basically, he's gotten better every single game for the last five. <laughs> for the last and, one. Uh, right, okay. And uh, Fetu Douglas. 
sneaked a try. The camera on him. He claimed the try after uh, the Crusaders went over from a rolling mall. It's about who looks even, happier when they come yeah, up. Even yeah, even though Matt Todd had the ball at the back of the line out. And then, mm. Nick, I, mean, I was I was cheering until I saw the camera on Fetu. Mm. And then after the game, Kieran Reid in an interview said Matt Todd actually scored that try. So, I mean, I really want to win. So, so how, I made sure. How long did it take you to email the stats provider um, oh, to clarify? To, to be fair, I trusted that Opta would get it right. Okay. You know, they, they're going to be across your stuff, but they didn't. <laughs> So I made sure to let them know that there was solid evidence that Matt Todd was actually the try scorer, and I can confirm that they're going to uh, just double-check their notes. They're on my side at this moment, and hopefully those 12 points come in, and that could be the difference, Megan, mate. You never know. Yeah, right right now he's on 46. That's correct? Mm-hmm. Which is the exact same as round 17, 46. Mm-hmm. And two rounds before finals. that he was 44. Yeah, he's a very good player. So he's not right? building. He's, and before that he was 56. So it's... I'm talking about finals performances he was building. Let's, let's just say he's, he's, yeah. he's looking good. He's looking good. Yeah, um, he's, he's a good player. So anyway, look, the lengths that managers will go to to um, secure, uh, you know, any, any extra points. Oh, sorry. You know, that's... Um, Seven races was a disappointment. But of course, with, with Harry losing, uh, with Harry gaining some points, that means uh, if anyone owned Vettu Douglas, they're going to lose those points this week. And, that's uh, right. And that was the other fixture in our finals. It was uh, Nabung and Blake. Blake, the, uh, the seasoned finals campaigner. Again. And um, I mean, I think those those minus 12 points are really going to hurt Nabung. Yeah, um, he's, he's somehow, <laughs> as the fourth seed, only taken a 272-point lead yeah, over yeah. the number one seed, Blake. I so can't that, see anyone that come good, back from that. Plummet all the way to 260. That'd be devastating for him. That's true. Um, but look, anything can happen. It is fantasy football. The fates could be reversed next week. Who knows? Uh, and obviously, we're all going for Blake. Uh, so is that just standard? Yeah, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm not, man. I'm going for Nabung. I want first pick in finals. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not for me. <laughs> I've decided I want Blake, Wiley, or Nabung to win the finals. It's very charitable of you. Everyone but Harry. Is that because you're going to hear me on the podcast if I win? No, just because you're a pretty average bloke and I think they deserve it more. Yeah, look, I mean, Harry is at risk of uh, calling in sick next week for the pod if he, if he doesn't win. So um, just, <laughs> if, if, he's, if he's not here, you'll know why. Um, but uh, look, anyway, with that... With that uh, Are you going to do the same thing? Uh, no. Uh, did I call in sick when I... No, I was here. I was here last no, week. No, Nelson right? called in sick when he went 6-0 against Thank us. you. That's right. You're not going to be here next <laughs> week. Was it against 6-0? Okay, yeah, that's good. We um, should move on. <laughs> we should. Um, all right. The plugs. Uh, we're doing it faster every week. Um, the website, giraffrugby.com. The blog, giraffrugby.blog. Um, and check out our articles. Uh, the Casualty Ward. Um, but, you know, you'll need to monitor that very closely this week um, if you have a finals set up anything like ours um, because if any players drop out that will be significant um, and uh, yeah get, a, get after us at Draft Rugby on Twitter Facebook and Instagram um, trying to lift our meme game a little bit um, some, yeah. some are doing better than others but um, you know um, I did make a meme to get bit, Matt Todd points Harry. bit too wordy Harry bit too wordy anything to get Matt Todd points but no it's good fun so we'll, uh, we'll keep getting stuck into that alright Talk about getting stuck in the podcast. I realise I say stuck in all the time. Like if, I, if I've ever it's heard like, an entree, it's like how I used to say bloke a lot. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I've I'm, improved. You haven't. I'm now becoming self-conscious of it. Like <laughs> yeah. I've just become aware. But um, you have. Hey, there was a time there. It was like every third word was bloke. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah. I was drunk those weeks. No, actually, that's right. And <laughs> Harry started taking a tally just on a piece of paper every time he was just writing it down. It was the weeks it I was, was drinking was copious amounts of wine. Yeah, no, that's true. To um, get through with my flailing team. Well, so nothing's going to change. Um. Let's get into it then. Um, so for Entree, we're going to serve up a review of Fantasy Super Rugby uh, of the quarterfinals um, or round 19, if you will. Uh, for main course, we're going to look at what to expect in the semifinals coming up this week. 
Um, and for dessert, we're going to take a look at how some of our predictions for the <clears> season <throat> panned out. So um, There's a clear loser out of that. Out of us three. And to be revealed, no spoilers. Yeah, no, um, no spoilers. But, um, Your confidence says it was definitely you, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> definitely wasn't. That's it. No spoilers? But no spoilers. Yeah, it definitely wasn't me. You guys are just fantastic at this. Um, <laughs> is this your first radio? No. Okay. You. Um, was it you? All right, with that, entree, quarterfinals. Um, the two two games were the Crusaders and the Highlanders. <clears throat> Sorry, two games. Four games. Uh, you know, I did watch all four games. Um, <clears throat> well, just let's just get stuck. Harry, I said stuck in again. Wow. God. You're not not doing well. Crusaders Highlanders. Nelson, take it away. So the Crusaders took home this one 38-14 against the Highlanders. In terms of returning, Cody Taylor returned after a fractured finger. Owen Franks returned after a shoulder injury. And Ben Smith returned from his hamstring. So there was the the full All Blacks front row for the Crusaders. Um, New injuries were Tim Perry, who fractured his arm. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And Shannon Frizzell um, after a knee infection. Um, the Highlanders came out firing in this one. They had, they had an awesome game plan to try and shut down the Crusaders, and, and they knew how they could get in behind. And they actually, um, on a lot of occasions, looked for these little kicks um, to try and get into Waseki Naholo's arms. And there was quite a few times he, he was very close and went agonizingly close to either catching the ball in space um, or, or just sort of breaking away from the defenders that were around him. Um, they seem to to be camped out for a lot of the early sort of part of the game, the Highlanders in the Crusaders um, 22, but they just couldn't really convert that into points. There was, I think they took two scores away from that period of time, um, but they were down, they, they entered it five times and they, they were looking quite solid, um, just yeah, unable to, to get the last part of those phases done. Uh, very early on, Hamopo he he crawled over the line with which was awarded straight away before they went up to the um, the video ref and it was called back because he had a, a double movement which I suppose isn't probably the correct terminology in rugby. I think he had a chance to play the ball and then he played it a second time. Is that not so a double movement? I don't think that's the terminology. That's the rugby league terminology. You've you've played the ball on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um. At halftime, it was 17-4, to four, so it was quite a close game at that point, two tries apiece. Um, we've seen this a handful of times midway through the season with the Crusaders at home. They they were in a tight battle, um, and Scotty Robinson said something at halftime, get, put something special in their water, and they came out firing. Um, to make matters worse, not long after the halftime started, there was a, a, a yellow card for a clear shoulder from Liam Squire, which was pretty stupid. I thought that was pretty much the game breaker. Like they were right in amongst it until that yellow yep. card. It, oh. it pushed them behind. Yeah, that first half was um, insane. They were yeah. awesome. Yeah, and then it was two trick, two quick tries that came off the mm. back of that that yellow card, and they, they yeah. couldn't really adapt and didn't have a game plan after that. No. Um, Harry's pretty upset with the whole as he talked about. Um, <laughs> Wetu uh, Douglas being awarded a try. Fetu Kamo Kamo. Fetu Kamo Kamo Douglas. We also sort of touched on a little bit how good that, that scrum was for the Crusaders. They were massive. They're going to be hard to stop at any point throughout the, these next couple of weeks. Um, but Richie Moana, he, he scored two tries. He finished it off. Um, ripping the ball off Marty Banks over the line from a, a little chip, which wasn't a great chip, but boy... <laughs> Moana made it look good. Mate, it was kind of like Richie going, get the hell out of my competition, Marty. <laughs> yeah. So that second half was 21-0 for the Crusaders. He was never in his Five tries to two. <laughs> uh, early on, the possession was relatively even, slightly going away with the Crusaders. Um, but in the second half, 58, uh, sorry, 
66% possession, 67% um, territory. I mean, that's a story right there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. They made 432 metres compared to 271, double the line breaks, 14 to 7, 11 to 4 offloads, and Highlanders lost five lineouts, where the Crusaders only lost one. The man of the match was Richie Moe. Uh, he had 23 game points. He made 85 fantasy points, two tries, a try assist, one penalty, five conversions. That was 100% of his kicks, 11 runs for 64 metres, three tackle busts, and three line breaks for the Crusader. Crusaders, Havili got 50 points with five tackle busts. Todd got 46. Fetu Douglas got 43. Michael Alato got 39 off the bench with the Highlanders. Taharuya Rangi? No. Taharangi. Tarangi, Walden, 44. <laughs> what? what? I don't even know what... I, I said it was like two I, names. You combine two people. That's I think you're thinking of Te Te Ora, Yeah, I don't know. I got excited. Anyway, one question for you before we move on. Why was Severis quiet? Did they not give him the ball, or did the Highlanders do something to make him quiet? I don't know. I think he didn't seem to inject himself in as much, or when he did, he was... He needs the ball. No, no, he is often an inside ball... Um, inside runner where they're popping the ball back inside to him and they didn't choose that option well part of it was uh, obviously the choice that they picked um, Sarah Tomkinson over to Vita Lee purely for his defensive prowess yeah. they put him up against Severis they go just stop that it man didn't, it didn't seem and to come did. down and to he that. did. and exactly. he scored a good try himself actually he did yeah exactly but I don't think it, it didn't seem to come down to those moments where mm. Severis was in that position that he mm. normally would be in and then he got shut down it didn't seem yeah, like I thought that. he only got one chance late in the first yeah. half where he put that little chip, chip over, over the top and and that, he, that was it it wasn't even much of a chance I know well, as we no. talk about the Crusaders the last couple of weeks, they were just running around every team, right? The Highlanders were stopping that a lot more. A lot more of the breaks were, were yeah, further okay. infield. So, um, that, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's... The Highlanders actually watched the game tape and made a plan, unlike uh, every other team playing Crusaders. <laughs> uh, you know, so. So, well, I mean, it's something to take out of this going forward is, I mean, he's the first picked in both of our, our, our redrafts. Mm. He, he's a bit of a risk. I don't think he's going to be a, a first-round draft pick. I think you need to look at the line breaks conceded against the Hurricanes. That's probably where the stat is, because it's if true. they concede a lot of line conceded. breaks, a lot of the time they're around the, the outsides. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, when you mentioned the line breaks, double the line breaks, I'd be interested to see how many of those came in that second half. Yeah. But I'd also be interested to see where those took place, because normally, as we just talked about, mm. they, they're, they're on the outside. But I suspect a lot more of them were in the middle this game. I think they were. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Very good. Um, on to the next one. Yeah, you are hosting this, mate. You want to tell us where we're going? Oh, okay. Uh, the next game, please. Um, <laughs> Haguares and the Chiefs, please, Harry. Yeah, I'd love to. God, he needs, he needs everything. He needs a bit of handholding. So, fantasy scores first, because that's obviously the most important thing. Exactly. The Chiefs beat the Haguares 475 points to 350. So they're going to the semis? No, they're not going to the semis. <laughs> no. They lost on the score bar, oh. score, scoreboard, 21 oh. to 16. Haguari is mana. Yeah, it's no Chiefs mana. The Sun Chiefs. Not bad for the Sun Chiefs. Are they back now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so returning in this one, you didn't have any new players coming back through, mm. uh, but you did have Jack Debrasini picking up yet another another injury. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what it is, but at the moment he just can't catch mm. a break. He was, was kicking a, a long shot at goal mm. and tore his groin, yeah. kind of stayed out on there for, for well, a little well, while. That's been the injury that's stay. plagued him all, night, has, uh, all season, hasn't it? Been the, the yep. groin a lot of it. Well, between, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's mm. right. And between him and uh, the brilliant D-Mac, mm. they don't have both of their... First choice number ten. I know that he can play oh. fullback, but he's still there to first. But what about Marty? Choice. What about Marty? He's got the last name Starting. McKenzie. Starting. 
Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Right. So the Jaguars were dominant in the first 10 minutes. Pablo Matera was just an unstoppable wrecking ball. He scored a try. I think it was within a minute. It was very, 45 very seconds, quick. I think. Yeah. I actually think it was 45 seconds. Yeah, just, and just did it so easy as well. Mm, um, after easy. that, though, the wind kind of went out of their sails a little bit. The Chiefs took control of the position and field position. And then the Chiefs' first try was brilliant. Brad Weber threw this massive dummy, like the over-the-top <laughs> dummy, and then just put the afterburners on, accelerated through the line, identified the fullback coming from his left, so he took he, he changed his lineup to the right-hand side yeah. to try and create some space for Lachlan Bashir, who was uh, coming on the uh, left-hand side, drew on pass, put him under the post. Mm. I was cheering because I had Bashir, but, man, Brad Weber is in such good form. I had both. I, I reckon. I reckon oh, yeah, good. Webber, yeah. Webber's been playing what I'm going to call highlight footy, and what I mean by that is obviously most of the things he's been doing have been making the highlights. But I think he's been very specifically doing that so that Steve Hansen can't ignore him because he's in every <laughs> highlight of the Chiefs game. You know, but like, his passing game and everything is rock yeah. solid as well. He, oh, yeah. He's just looking faster. Who he's, gets faster as they get older? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's picking the times and he's just accelerating with confidence. Though, yeah, yeah. No, he's looking good. Um, the uh, the thing that really stopped the Chiefs, I think, especially in the first half where they had a little bit of the momentum, was the second row's handling was atrocious. Oh, it wasn't just the second row, but I know you've well, got the stats on them. But, they, yeah, it was, it was real bad. Well, dead set, the, the two of them, Tyler Ardron and Brody mm. Retallick, had two each. Yeah. And then later on in the game, Peter Gus got into it as well and had a couple himself. So yeah. six handling errors between three plays in a game. And it was always when they were having a little bit of a roll on. That's what I was about to say. It was typically, typical of an Australian Stunting. team where yeah. it was at the end of many phases of play. Mm. You know, they're just starting to build, just yep. starting to wear them down. Some spaces are starting to happen and then they just drop it. Just knock it off. Stunting any momentum. And it was from Tyler and Brody as well. Two players who have... Pretty oh, bloody oh, good yeah. ball skills, I never you know? would have picked yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Peter Gus, maybe. Joaquin Diaz Bonilla. <laughs> He's a basketball player, man. He, used to, he was playing professional basketball before that's right, Peter yeah. Gus, yeah. He, he did have the little over the top. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a basketball yeah, pass yeah. as well. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so Benicia thought he was Francois Stain, yeah. lining up a drop goal from 50 metres out. Yeah. He was short by, what do you reckon, 20 metres? At least, at least. Yeah, it yeah. was hilarious. And he had so much time, no one charging him down. It was yeah. just a bit weird. Yeah, I don't know what I was about. Didn't get that. Chief Scrum, super, super dominant. I love seeing that. They're such big boys their props as well um, in the line out neither hooker, hooker could throw straight it was actually a bit of a, a shit show it there. was terrible but yeah. the Chiefs won only 10 of 15 they lost 5 line outs Holy and at shit. a time it was actually worse than that they got a couple at the end to clean it up mm. um, the Chiefs were in control until 50-60 minutes where Debrasini went off and the whole complexion of the game changed mm. from that point the Chiefs just couldn't get a sniff they couldn't get field position they couldn't get the ball and from there the uh, the Haguaras just put a few points on them um, I think the Haguaros had a total of 10 turnovers to the Chiefs' eight as well, the so Chief, it was an awesome The Chiefs were ahead of that point as well, weren't they? They were, were, they they were just ahead, yeah, yeah but they looked dominant as yeah, well. Yeah. And then in the end, you know, the, the Chiefs tried to come at them late, but their, the Haguaros' defence, maybe 65 to 70-minute mark with the Chiefs were going real hard, and mm. it was really good. Yeah, really, really we, good. we were talking about it earlier. It was just like they have all these insane phases of play, <laughs> offloads everything, and then mm. the last tackle, yeah. the Haguaros always make it and somehow get back on D. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was amazing. And, mate, you, you can take us through this last... Last point of the game. Last point. Oh, Thomas Lavanini. Um, look, I mean, previously he was uh, um, an absolute uh, weapon and he would continually get yellow carded for putting shots on. Now he's the Rob Simmons of uh, the, the Haguaros of Argentina. Um, he kind of just lumbers <laughs> around. Yeah, he, he lumbers <laughs> around. He looks slow. doesn't do anything. The only thing he's good at is the line outs. Um, it's insane. I'll bring bring back angry Lavanini, okay? That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah, get some more yellow cards. Mm-hmm. So possession and territory pretty even in this one. Chiefs led all the offensive stats. 
almost double the metres off 135 to 99 carries, had 22 to 17 tackle busts, double the line breaks 14 to 7, and offloads 13 to 4 as well. So they were real dominant. Both teams defensively very, very solid. Uh, the fantasy man of the match was Pablo Matera, Captain Fantastic, 66 mm-hmm. points, one try, 17 carries for 58 metres. Just reliable. So good. Six tackle busts, two line breaks, one try assist, and 15 of 17 tackles made. So 17 runs, 15 tackles. Guido Petty was the next best Jaguares all the way down on 40 points. And the Chiefs had Brady Weber on top, 54. Alamalo, 51. Peter Gus, 48. And Kane, 45. Sweet as. Excellent. All right, well, the next uh, game was the Hurricanes in Wellington taking on the Bulls. So... um, the Bulls racking up all those frequent fly points. Just uh, they just flew home from New Zealand, uh, played a game or two, and then straight back. Um, looked fresh. So yeah, um, fantasy points. So sorry, Hurricanes took this one out, thirty-five to twenty-eight. Um, they kind of they started. They had a really good start and looked like they might have been running yeah. away with it. But the Bulls really brought it back and um, and put on some pressure in the second half. Really made a game of it. It was um, you, you you didn't know how it was going to go until the very end. Um, mm. And in terms of the fantasy, kind of as you'd expect, uh, the Canes, 493, typical New Zealand team, but one of the top fantasy teams um, in terms of yielding points, and uh, the Bulls, 370, so much more uh, traditional, shall we say, in their play. Um, returning for this one, Bowden Barrett, Nani Lamape from Rest Weeks, All Black Rest Weeks, so, you know, two blokes that would be nice to have back, um, I think. Uh, Wes Hilson, he was back from a hamstring injury. Ben May back from um, who knows or cares. But, and an injury. Um, yeah, an injury. Um, was Fidel on the bench for this one? No, he wasn't. No, he got dropped for Ben May. Yeah, Ben May's on the bench. Sorry, thank you. And Jason Jenkins back for the Bulls to um, strengthen up that, that locking duo there. Thank God Lamarpe came back, man. He got seven fantasy points. Oh, he was... He, he, <laughs> no, that was, that was... I'm going to say 100%. He had one other real quiet game this season, but that was 100% the quietest game he's mm. had this year. So... It was just a dummy runner, you know. Eventually, eventually they just got a dummy. Johnny Kutz here as well. Rock solid. He's a big unit. Yeah, he actually had a pretty good game. Um, Prior to that, he ran some. He ran some hard lines at Bowden. I like him. I really like him. He he had had his lowest throughout the year was round eleven. He scored fifteen points. He had a couple of twenty. So it actually was his lowest, right? Yeah, yeah. it was his lowest for the year. That is killing some managers. Oh, I was about to say for sure. Um, All right, so for this one, Warwick Hillant scored the first try after Jesse Creel uh, cut the Hurricanes' defensive line apart. So yeah, it was big, big for them having Jesse Creel back, who I didn't say was back, but he's back. Um, so how fun, good fun was he? On that one. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he looked real good. Um, After a long, they've time been away. they've definitely been mess, uh, missing him. Um, yeah. So he was good. Um, and uh, yeah, early injury to Husson brought on Silisi Rayasi. Yeah, um, Reaggravated his hamstring. Yeah, thank you. Um, and Rayasi looked real good to start with. Uh, he, yeah, he, had, he ended up with two tries in this yeah. game. Uh, I mean, the first one was kind of he just got in space and um, just outpaced everyone, basically, in the run to the line. Um, but uh, unfortunately, uh, he got a yellow card for uh, the most kind of like blatant knockdown, which was a penalty try. Oh, yeah. You know, the last hands over to, to Hendricks. Um, but it, it wasn't just the knockdown. It was the it was how he, rea- he reacted. Like, you can tell this is like his second or third game of Super Rugby because he, he just dropped his head, put his hands up. He was like, no! It's like, <laughs> oh mate, God! Yeah, mate, you have to try and sell it. Like, he, he just made it the most obvious thing yeah, ever. Yeah. It was, um, but anyway. Um, that so, was a penalty try, wasn't it? It was a penalty try, yeah. That was a long way out to call a penalty try. No, it was like 15, 18 minutes. No, it was, it was, nah, clean. It was, it was clean. clean. He was, was, he was, he was in, yeah. he was gone. The, the, only, the person, come, the cover defense was Bowden Barrett, though, who yeah. is very quick, but there was a lot of space. Yeah, he's still going to contest. It's not a definite try. He would have uh, got to the line I, before. I, I was happy with that being called a penalty try. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, all right, so the Bulls look to probe the Canes' defensive line with cross kicks, um, especially when um, they were the man down. Um, and they just kind of, in the second half, really um, stepped it up a little bit. Um, Hendricks, two tries, basically was oh. the Bulls' only attacking weapon. I mean, he had no right to score those tries almost. He just... God, he's actually really good. He just backed himself, you know? Yeah, he's growing on me. Yeah, he's he actually is doing absolutely. very well. Yeah, he's got the pace, but also that big fend on, um, on some not bad defenders. I mean, we've seen Jordy Barrett have some absolutely insane last line of defense throughout the mm-hmm. season. And um, just palmed him off like it was nothing. Well, this is our last chance to talk about any South African team since they're no longer in the competition. So <laughs> can I just say, how many wingers do they have that are electric on their feet but have no other parts of the game? Defensively weak, kicking game weak, like mm. handling not fantastic, but electric on their feet. Yeah, it is. They don't seem to have all-round no. wingers. No. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but no, Hendrix, so Hendricks had a brilliant one. He um, he could have had three tries if that penalty try wasn't um, yeah. called down. Yeah, so that's right. Huge for Five him. Minute, minutes of magic. Um, amazingly, the uh, the Bulls, the Hurricanes lineouts were actually good. We thought that was an area they were really going to target. But um, the, the Hurricanes, well, they decided against the Bulls they just weren't going to jump because, as we said, R.G. Snyman just gets really high and takes them all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Canes, I think they won, uh, what was it, like 12 from 13. So huge. Solid. And that even included Safra Moore in the second half. So in terms of stats, pretty even in the possession and territory at the end of the day. The Canes about almost 100 more run meters, 419 to 326. Similar amount of carries. Uh, Canes 17 to 11 line bus, uh, tackle busts, 13 to 8 line breaks. A um, couple more offloads. The Canes tackled at 90%, um, and the Bulls for 85. Um, and yeah, the set piece pretty rock solid. So the line out, they only lost the line out each scrums were pretty rock solid. Um, and in terms of fantasy, uh, TJ Perinari, your man of the match, 84 points. God, he's good. Boom. Wow. That's, uh, that included a try, but I mean, just one try for a halfback at 84. He's That's able it. to take over a game in the same way that Will Genier is when the team's oh. not getting a lot of clean ball. Becomes the distributor, becomes yeah. the, the main, Absolutely. main well, uh, it, line for attack. Well, he hit that ma- for a halfback, he hit that magic number of 10 runs for 103 metres. So yeah. 10 metres a oh, run, yeah. insane. Um, Otherwise, Artie Sevilla, 55 points. He would have been pretty high up there for, for managers. Ben Lamb, Blam, 48 Aye. points. DC, Dane Coles, 44. Princip, 41. Timely. Timely. <laughs> That's it. Was well, he was the top? No, it wasn't top nah, of this week. The second was first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ray Arcee, 40. Uh, and then for the Bulls, we had Aji Snyman with 57. Literally took every line out. Uh, and Chalant with 45. So his first good game of the season, just, to, just in time to leave. I had most yeah. of those people you just named. Excellent. That, that feels so good. <laughs> Um, so the next and the final match was the Brumbies v the Sharks. In terms of the fantasy scores, uh, the Sharks got probably what you'd expect, 359 points, while the Brumbies top scored the round with 511. Um, they actually won the match too, 38 to no, 13, but that's not as important. We all know that, and they won the fantasy points as well. No, I think matters. the Sharks are like, lucky to get 359 points. Yep. Thank God they can get points for defence. Oh, mate, the only reason, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, only reason the Sharks got points is because they had the ball about, like, 70% of the game. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably it. Mm. So, uh, Curran Bosch returned from his ankle injury, and Henry Spate returned from his calf. New injuries were Pete Summer with a hammy, Dan Dupree's very early on, mm. which hurt some 15th people. Minute. Yeah. Yep, with a rib injury. And Tyler Paul, also 15th minute, was it? it yeah, integral part of the with yeah, shoulder. Yeah, literally same stoppage. Mm. So uh, after a dominant first half from the Brumbies, they actually went into the half with a, a 24 point a, to 6 lead. 
Um, the second half, they were forced to defend and try to keep that lead and, and, and played a very different sort of role in that match. In the first know, 31 minutes... I was yep. going to say, I know you're going to go to it, but you just, got to, just jump to the possession stats now because it's fucking insane. Well, first 31 Sorry. minutes mm. in the second half, the Sharks had 83% uh, <laughs> of possession. Yeah. Go on. That's crazy. That is, yeah. So they came out and threw everything and held the ball for 31 minutes. And how many tries did they score in that time? One, maybe? No, I think they... Oh, maybe right at the end of that time. Yeah. 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 So and they, they, and they had, in the second half, they had 80% territory. 79% territory yeah. and 73% possession. Yeah, insane. That is ridiculous. Mm. And um, it, just, it just proves like why they're so low down on the point score. They, they cannot put points on the board. No. They can't do anything. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the first two Brumbies tries actually came from really nice little deft inside balls. Um, one off the ruck. Um, first was to Pete Samu who went through to score then the second was Tom Banks just really capitalising on that lazy inside defence that could be one of my favourite plays to watch like seeing someone just cut through on that inside Mm. ball at pace it just looks so good absolutely and it's something you see a lot with a shooting out defensive line. There's one person shooting out, but it wasn't necessarily that for the Sharks. The the Brumbies were just pulling it off really, really well. Um, so, yeah, coming into the game, neither of these teams had actually conceived a rolling more try, but it took 24 minutes for the Brumbies to change that. And Pete Samu scored his second try off the back of a rolling more to, to take the lead 24-6. to six. Mm. Um, He also tweaked his hammy uh, at the first try, played on, and... Made things a lot worse, and we were querying. They said he had that tweak before the match. Why would he play him? Yeah, I, I didn't understand that at all. You got Lachlan McCaffrey on the bench. Give Pete Samu one week off. Back yourself to win that game and have him fit for a semi-final, a, a yeah. low-grade hammy, which it has to be for him it's a to week play. Off. It's a week off. Yeah, most yeah. most will be right by that time. It just seems crazy to me. Mm. Um, when the game was in a balance, uh, the giant. Uh, scored and dotted down for a try to bring it back to an 11 point difference, 24 to 13. Yeah, timely because he's, he's had a bloody quiet season. No, yeah. He has. He has Good had a quiet season. Mm. Yeah, he played very well. Um, he, he actually scored some decent points. We'll get into Esther Heisen a little bit later. Um, but after a long sort of arm wrestle, Joe Powell, his brilliance, individual brilliance, um, he picked it up from the back of a ruck and, and squeezed through and, and scored a try to, to really seal the game. Brad Weber esque. Yeah. I think he sold the dummy. The best part about it, he sold the dummy to Schrader as well. That was, that was the best <laughs> yeah, part about it. Yeah, yeah. um, the Shredder. The Shredder. Um, then the cherry on top of that was, again, another inside ball, uh, this time to set up uh, to Simone, mm. who then set it up and gave it to Banks yep. again. For, I think yeah. it was his second. Yeah, he no, did his little right for foot. Manny Lucas. Yeah, yeah he, he did a little right foot step, beat the first man, yep. drew the next, and just gave the inside ball. Just so good to watch. Mm. So um, it's setting up a, a great game in Buenos Aires next week against the Jaguares. Mm. Um, other other stats: the Brumbies uh, made eighty-seven carries compared to one hundred and fifty-four. Yeah, almost half the carries. Yet it is, they made the possession. Yeah, <laughs> yet they made thirteen to seven line breaks. Mm. So and, and they made more run meters. And they made the same amount of tackle bus. Twenty more run meters. <laughs> Yeah, less offloads, but they also they won nine turnovers compared to the Sharks one. McCaffrey made a really important one yeah, later on in that second half, did. which put the everything back in the favour of the Brumbies. Mm. Um, the Brumbies also had eighty nine percent tackle percentage, while the Sharks had eighty one percent. Fantasy man of the match was Pete Samu. He only played forty minutes, but he got seventy one points, two tries, five runs for seventy four meters, six tackle busts, and three line breaks for the Brumbies. Alan Alalatoa. He scored 51 points. 
Same as Tom Banks, also scored 51. Falau Fienga got 50. Spate, 49. Rory Arnold, 45. Joe Powell, 44. For the Sharks, Andre the Giant Esterheisen got 60 points. Now, I know Rob Dupreez hasn't had a very good season, but even <laughs> with Kerwin Bosch when he was playing well, Andre Esterheisen and Lucanio Am have been unable to break the line at all. Do either of those guys come into the selection mix for Springboks for you? Andre or Am? Yeah. I think so, but just because... You can't have both at the moment. Um, well, no, I think so just because there's Pollard inside them. Like, they've got a yeah. good quality ball. You know what I mean? Like, But they also... But I they mean, have, when they had Bosch there, they have a yeah. dominant, dominant forward pack. It's not like they're not going forwards. But yeah, they, they made zero line They, breaks, they didn't so. seem to create it between them, anything between them as well. Actually, it's right. I don't actually don't know what's wrong with the Sharks. I mean, like, they've got guns outside. Mapimpi yeah. and Cosi. Mapimpi. Should be good finishes. Um yeah, even fast. He was, was good when he came in, and I, I just genuinely don't think you can pick someone like Lucanio Am on the no. season he's just had. They had such high raps on him; he was average, very, very average behind a huge yeah. Sharks pack. Well, after this week, I can't see him getting picked over Jesse Creel. You know what I mean? Like, no way. His immediate impact back on the DDA game, Jesse Creel have to be their centers. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I think Andre Giants. He's still on the plane. He's still going. I think so. Yeah, but he shouldn't be starting. No. The giant, but no am. I think we all agree. Yeah. yeah, I think with Bobby Dupree that um, I think there must have been a clause in the Sales Sharks contract. <laughs> it was like uh, we'll sign Rob Dupree, <laughs> but only if he plays a certain amount of games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, or he was getting paid the next year's contract on how many starts he got. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he was because at the start of the season when he signed that contract, he's like, I'll, I'll be starting every game, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, excellent. All right. Well, that uh, concludes the entree. So it's now time for main course. Hope you're hungry. Uh, let's have a look at the semi-finals. Um, and the first game, Friday night, whew, it's a big one. It's, well, you, you um, struggled knowing how many games and how many teams were involved in the quarterfinals. How many are in the semis? I believe there's just two. Yeah. Two teams? Two. <laughs> <laughs> he's got me. He's he, he's done it. He's uh, the bit of the witchcraft. The, uh, <laughs> Bazinga. There's two games. So two, two games and four, four teams, everyone. Um, yeah, well done, well done. And... Um, yeah, so the first one, Crusaders and Hurricanes. Harry, can the Cru- can the Hurricanes get it done? Uh, no. Excellent. We'll take us through it. Do you want to move? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, injuries in this one. You had Tim Perry. He was pulled pre-game uh, because of a fracture. His, his ongoing issue with his arm, he obviously had a pin and plate <clears throat> early in the season. Missed essentially the entire season. He got pulled because he had pain in his arm. They went and re-x-rayed it and said basically the fracture hadn't healed properly. So, somehow he came off the bench and played some minutes. Two weeks ago, despite that. It's called painkillers, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, shame for him he won't be in the uh, the squad this week. Mm. George Bauer, I think, replaced him. Mm. Yeah, he... I know what it is. Average. I know what it is. It's, it's because he's actually... He's just so fearful, because he's terrible. He's so fearful that if he doesn't play, he might suddenly just get you know, dropped from the team. So he's <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't care if I've got a broken neck. His stocks yeah. can't get any higher. Just don't play anymore. <laughs> yeah. Wes Huisson as well. Tori's hammy. He's he's apparently in a lot of doubt for this week, so I'd say you can as good as rule him out. Returning, though, the, uh, the Crusaders have got no one. They'll probably run the same 23 out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Hurricanes could have a number of players <clears> come back. So firstly, Vafida is back from his three-week ban. That's at 100% he's back in the team this week. Totally. He put an illegal shot on Dan Dupriers. Mm. So he is a big <clears> in for them. He actually knocked him out of the uh, quarterfinals but just a few weeks earlier. So that hit, you know, it took a couple of weeks to percolate and then boom, he was out. That so, was it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was that big. <laughs> that was that, yeah. Chase Tiatiar is probably back from his calf tear. Originally, I thought, considering it was meant to be touch and go for the quarterfinal, it's apparently still not a lock for this week. Mm. So you would think that he should get a start on the wing if he's fit. 
but uh, not confirmed yet. You got Matty Proctor. Apparently, we thought his season was done, but they said he's just played in the developmental team last week, uh, coming just, back from his peck injury. You just can't get rid of him. You just can't, can't get rid of the bloke. You can try, <laughs> but he comes back. Peter Umunga Jensen's been solid, but mm. uh, expect Matty Proctor. They'll say that he'll likely start yep. if he's if he gets through the week, which he should consider. He just played a whole game, yep. and the last man who I never expected to hear his name come back up for the Hurricanes. Just wait, let me see if people can guess. The nickname is the Small Island. It's my favourite nickname, but no, 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 no guess, all right, yeah, yeah no, no, answers. Answers. Yeah. no we're not going to give him time to Google it. No, just tell him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sam Lousy. <laughs> Sam Lousy had his pec repaired <laughs> right just before the season started, and he was gone for the season. They said, but has apparently recovered. Again, played club footy on the weekend, and uh, and he's in the selection mix this week. They the, said his fitness isn't going to be there to start. But he's quite likely if he gets through the week to be on the bench. They got you with the he was away for going to miss the season. This is the post season, Harry. <laughs> regular, regular yeah. season. That's it. They it's all us. in the definitions. <clears throat> so the line for this one, I think, is probably spot on. Crusaders have a ten point five line favouring them. And uh, fellas, what do you think? Is that? Oh, I'll, let me ask you. Let me let me go through. I'll ask you in a minute. So. First of all, the nine-time champion Crusaders have won 22 from 22 home finals games. The Crusaders have also won 29, sorry, 29, in a, 29 games in a row. They have gone without a loss. I say that because they had the draw against the Sharks in round 17 of the this Sharks. year. The Sharks. Um, How did that happen? Just thinking about the Sharks. That was nice. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That was back when the Sharks were good. They had a few weeks there. All right. All right. <laughs> they beat the Brums as well, didn't they? Yeah. No, they didn't. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no they, belted, they belted the Rebels. That's who they belted. No, well, that's, but no big feat anymore. Exactly. Um, I've said, you know, Matty Proctor at outside centre, Chase Tia if he's backing over the wing. I would think that those two should definitely get a run over Peter Amunga Jensen and Ray Arce because, to be honest with you, those two guys were probably the biggest defensive weaknesses in the entire Hurricanes team. The only thing I'd oh, say is, what about Tia Tia? I was going to say, yeah, Tia Tia. Yeah, first I know First of all, Tia Tia's defensive liability, but also... The kind of versatility he brings off the bench. I mean, I know, I know. Obviously, you can start and still move him wherever you want, but yeah. um, just he, he can off the bench. Oh, he can oh, come in. But the thing is, Silici Rayasi mm. and Ben Lam are very similar players. Chase TT has much more of that wing fullback kind of player that that's they true. like. It. Yeah, fourteen, <clears> I would say. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I and I mean, you, you look. TT has had a lot more starts throughout the year, so you'd assume he's going to get it. Uh, Vafafida, is he going to play six or is he going to play lock? We know that the Hurricanes mainly see him as a lock, but considering that they've got Reed Princep, who they seem to like, and he Gareth well. Evans at eight as well, mm. um, and the second row have, got, have just got nothing. Yeah, well, <laughs> so Sam Lousy on the bench, so then that means Isaiah Walker, Leo um, I don't know what you're signaling to me then, else you're saying kill myself. No, <laughs> saying, that's not four. That's every second. No, okay, that's every good. second signal. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> James, James Blackwell and Isaiah Walkerly Aware. You would think that Blackwell stays in the team. Walkerly Aware gone from the twenty three. Then, which is disappointing for your man, isn't it, Kagi? Oh I love Walkerly. He's one for the future. So yeah, I'll, I'll call it. Princep will stay on for feeder at lock. Is he? Watch it be the opposite it's way. Only twenty years old. Is he? Uh, Crusaders I think their team Like I said Likely to be unchanged The one thing that I would say Will change this week Is Cody Taylor I think he'll get more minutes He only played 48 minutes Last week when he came off But that was also His first game back From a long time On the sidelines Owen was, Franks was a similar Kind of position And came off at the same time But I think Mike Yalatoa Deserves his 32 minutes I was just going to say Was the 48th minute Coincidentally the exact time The yellow card took place And so, <laughs> so Liam Squire went off And Razor went 
Cool, we've won. Cody off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, hilarious if that was, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Can you look <laughs> that up? It was. It had to be. All right, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Uh, I, I found it really interesting watching the game last week. The Highlanders seemed to think the Crusaders had a big weakness when they kicked <clears throat> behind George Bridge. There yeah. was in that first half two or three times. 45th minute Liam's quite yellow card. There you go. Did <laughs> they score before that 48th minute? Yeah, they would have scored that one. No, oh, damn, I just closed it. All right. Come on, mate. Just continue. Uh, no, okay. 48, they scored on the 48th. Okay. So no, literally, no, no. Right, square your card, try roll Taylor off, we yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So, um, okay, as I was saying, they kicked two or three times across field. Uh, it didn't pay Did off, but Waisaki Naholo looked so close. Oh. Some brilliant cover defence from the Crusaders was the only thing that stopped. And I think Richie Moe once and David Avili the other time mm. were the two big ones. One yeah. kick went too long as well. Like, it was millimetre stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, really, and, and obviously that's Joshuane. I think uh, Bodie Barrett's going to be a lot more accurate with that kicking game. That is where he does excel in that kind of kick. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, who plays in that 14 jersey opposite George Bridge? Because will they play the same kind of tactic? What do you think? Well, so- they've, they've obviously identified something. It was a very, very clear tactic. And in that case, you know, I, I was going through trying to work out, well, Wes Hoyson was their first choice 14. Mm. He's gone. So is it going to be Ben Lamb? Is it going to be Chase Tiatia? Who sits on the 14? Well, Ben Lamb, he's not really... Uh, he's not typically been used to go and retrieve kicks. He's more just been... He's like, a big he's tall. Tall. Yeah. He's very tall, he but tall. he's not the aerial I don't know. Like, competitor. I, I'm just saying I haven't seen him do, play that yeah. role. He's mainly been giving the bloody ball. And this wasn't a cross-field kick to take on the full, though. It was generally trying yeah, to kick in the space. Yeah, yeah true. Space. And Ben Lamb's fast. Alicia Rayasi was in the 11 jersey yeah. when he came Even on. Even against the Bulls, Ben Lamb was chasing through a couple of kicks. Yeah. So, so, no, you could see that for I'm sure. I'm expecting Ben yeah. Lamb could, on 14, could yeah. be on the back of that if yeah. they identify if the same, the same we, We've got to give credit to George Bridge, though. He's, he's a fullback, typically. Like, obviously, he plays when he could have been but he plays a lot of fullback for Canterbury. So, he'll be all over covering those, I think. Well, he wasn't last week. Yep, no, no, that's fair. That was, that, was, that was the entire point you just made. Um, so uh, head-to-head this year, Crusaders at home, they won 38-22. to The Hurricanes sent half a team over there, though. That was a bit of a joke, but they did pretty well. Then Hurricanes at home, they ruled out their, they rolled out their A-team, and they went down 8-32. to What was the game... <laughs> Can you... What was the game, sorry, where um, Bowden... Bar- I thought it might have been the Crusaders, but it probably wasn't, where Bowden was getting absolutely smashed with line speed. And they just shut him down. Was that the Crusaders? Or not? Yeah, I think it was. That. It was. I, th- I think that. So he, what, Bowden was playing. Yeah. Well, yeah. On the, the at home, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was the game. Right? So the Crusaders have won the two matches this year. They won the two matches last year. And you have to go back into 2017 to see the Hurricanes win. And then you have to go back into 2016. And the Hurricanes won 35-10 to 10 in Canterbury. So you have to go back six matches or so. Is that when they won the comp? 2016. Yeah, so Highlanders 15, yeah. Hurricanes 16, then Crusaders, Crusaders, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said it confidently. Yeah, yeah, well done. That was good. Yeah. So if they win, I mean, so if they win, they're going to win the comp. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> they're versing the Brumbies or the Hagwires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, the Hagwires at home could put up a good fight. So the Brumbies. Anyway. Oh, yeah, so, it would be the Hagwires at home, that's true. Hurricanes yeah. would have to travel. But, yeah. Hmm. So these are the to- two top scoring teams in the comp. Crusaders. 33.4 average, Hurricanes in second, 28.5 average. Mm. So expect some some points in this one, a high-scoring game. But defensively, Absolutely. Crusaders are the best team, 16.9 versus no. Hurricanes, sixth, 22.9. Yeah, Crusaders are oh, best on I'm both actually ends. surprised the Hurricanes are that good, uh, the sixth. So, I, again, I think probably lower because of that. So mm. I, I think uh, Crusaders by 10, let's say, from the line. Yep. So let's say 30 to 20. How does that sit with you? Yeah, I don't mind it. Look, I, I, it depends. I think the Crusaders, if they've got a little lead, 
they will they'll make it stretch out. Yep. It, it'll, an extra try or two will come late. I think so it, it all depends on how long the Crusaders can stay in that game. Well, the Hurricanes can play in the game, will stay in the game for 80 minutes, no doubt, in my mind. Well, no, that's the thing. Like, you, you say they will, but, like, it, yellow card or not, there's just a point always in the second half where the Crusaders mm. just lift the speed of the game yeah. to this next level. And, um, and the Hurricanes will be able to stay with that, but, like, it's still, only at the absolute top of their game. Like, yeah, you know so last thing that I thought was really interesting about the way they play, Crusaders are the eighth best at getting the ad, getting over the ad line, sixty two percent. Hurricanes are last, fifty five percent of the time they make ad line, but yet the Crusaders have the most line breaks, and the Hurricanes at the fifth most. Mm. So basically, they don't get over the line; they break the line, yeah. and obviously it means that they can find a way to score regardless of how good the D line is in front of them. Mm. So that to me means cross field kicks, set plays, that kind of thing, counter attack. Mm. Yeah, that's so, literally that's classic as well. It's like. Like Lamarpe doesn't break, he doesn't he doesn't make ad line ball. He just he breaks the line. That's yeah. all he does. <laughs> just beats nine defenders. Yeah. Uh, look, players. I thought who's going to exceed fantasy score expectations and have a big game? Dane Coles just coming into form. I can't see him not. So more, he can do it minutes. in tight. He can do it out wide. And I expect him to leave him on a bit longer this game. Absolutely, he'll play yeah. eighty if he needs to. Mm. Adi Sevilla just because he's Adi Sevilla. Yeah, can move on. TJ Perinara. I think that strong D line from the Crusaders will really give him more of a chance to run again. And he'll really love yeah. to get up on Bryn Hall. Oh, he yeah. loves that. Top that battle is so. yeah absolutely I think Severo Reese or George Bridge whoever plays Chase Tiatia or Salisi Rayasi whoever they select there'll be some, a lot of points out there for them yeah for sure uh, finals yeah. Todd and Kieran Reid the two of them always excel in uh, fantasy games in finals finals Todd that's the one yeah Richie Moanga just everything good about the Crusaders based off him it's hard to see him not doing Man, we well we do a whole episode talking about his last game are we, we calling him top fly half this week as in the coming week well Yes. Uh, yeah, if yeah. you had to pick him or Bowden, you're picking him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Avili, I think he just injects himself so well into the game. Mm. I, don't, I don't think the Hurricanes are going to kick for touch, so I think he should get a lot of kick, uh, counter-attacking opportunities. Yeah. On the flip side, fantasy manager, I think will let us down. Vea Fafida, just coming back from injury, I don't think he has the running game against the team as classy as the Crusaders to shut him down, mm-hmm. to uh, to break him apart, sorry. Uh, Bodie Barrett, I think he always struggles against those hard defensive lines, so I think he'll yeah. have a quieter week. Nani Lamarpe had seven points last week, as we've already mentioned. Uh, the Crusaders know that if you shut down Nani Lamarpe, the Hurricanes don't have much of a backup plan, and Ryan Crotty is just such a good defender. And good Hugh as well. Like, he's not getting through those two. No. Yeah. And uh, Scott Barrett and Sam Whitelock, well, they'll dominate the lineouts for sure, but they just haven't had to work much because the rest of the team is so good around them. So they'll be mm. the set-piece fillers. I reckon Hurricanes to not, not compete at lineouts again. You know what I mean? We'll, <laughs> spend, a, we'll spend a long time... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We'll spend a long time in this game, boys. Crusaders by how many... 15 tomorrow. That's, that's big, but yeah. 13. I'll say 10. Excellent. I like being the outlier. That's fine. Um, Two points off me. I, Huge. Well, outlier matters. It still matters. They could win for 15. They could win by 100. I've got it. All right. Too bad. Um, Haguarez and the Brumbies, the second of two games in the semifinals of four teams. Nelson just um, confirming that that's correct. Um, yep. Yeah, no, that's correct, mate. Excellent. Good. Uh, back in Buenos Aires, um, the Brumbies... Have uh, they actually flew over on Sunday morning immediately? Which I thought was a bit like uh, a bit quick. Seems to be the way a lot of the teams get there. Kind of South America, you go back in time. You literally like you, you know, if you leave at six at eight pm, you get there at like four pm or something. You know, like, I don't think you technically go back. Okay, in time. well, you know what I mean. Time travel, Nelson. <laughs> are you saying they're back just, in time? We're advanced compared to South America. Correct. We're in the future. We are in the future. Yeah. They're behind. They don't us, have mate. power. Yeah, they've got. They're like back in the Stone Age. Over oh, come, Nelson. This is a podcast. Whatever is said, we have to take as exactly. Just back it, mate. It's Bible. Yeah, that's it. Gospel, um, trying to be topical. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> we'll, right, we'll, we'll have a separate pod after the season for Izzy. Okay, right. um, 
Can uh, we invite him on and then not let him talk? I'm, I'm going to take a stab that he probably won't come on. But um, yeah. anyway, um, so this game, uh, yeah, Brums flew over nice and early, so they'll be well acclimatized over there. Probably did the celebrating on the flight over. Um, and um, yeah, the line in favour of this one. Harry loves the line. Harry and Nelson are, uh, you know, degenerate gamblers, so that's fine. Uh, mm. three, three um, point... Mathematicians, we prefer. <laughs> okay. 3.5 to the uh, in favour of the Haguaris. Um, good line, I think. That's a good line. I think that's quite fair. Yeah, no, that's good. I think this will be a close game. So, um, uh, In terms of injuries and returning, uh, the only one <laughs> is Pete Samu. So we talked about him and his hammy and... Uh, don't know why you'd play him. I guess the only logic we could see is that obviously you wouldn't put him on a bench if he had an, if he had an injury because if he needed to come on and then got injured, you'd be stuffed. But um, still, anyway. Um, so no to me, it just means that they were targeting getting to the semi. I'm not sure if they back themselves. Yeah, I'm not sure what there is. I don't know. I think they just fair. want to take it week by week. Yeah, I, I mean, I just said... We Peter, just made a bad I just said Pete Summer has been playing really, really well. So they were kind of uh, hesitant to... I guess drop him, but like it's not really dropping when you get to finals footy, isn't it? It's just about I don't know. Anyway, um, all right. So this one, it's the Haguari's first Super Rugby semi-finals. How good! Uh, and it's at home. So um, I think we said last year they got into the quarters, but um, uh, they weren't at home and they got knocked out. Probably get some laser pointers out again this week, you reckon? <laughs> oh, that oh one. mate, very good. Um, Bring and, it back. And yeah, so uh, <laughs> look, the Brumbies and and the Jags have already played once um, this year, and it was in Buenos Aires in round eleven. And uh, the Haguaris got up 20 to 15 in that one, so it was a close game. Last year, no, Hags, Hags yeah. also won by five points. And then the one time before that, mm. the Brumbies won by 24 points. So mm. technically, in history, the Brumbies are up by 14. <laughs> he's done the math. He's, he's, he's crunching numbers. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. why you listen to this podcast. Right? Yeah, I mean, um, stuff like that. And that was in Argentina, Buenos Aires. Oh, it's huge. Um, but look, I mean, the Haguaris, in terms of playing Australian teams, uh, it does they do do pretty well because uh, they've won eight of nine matches um, against Australian opposition, um, and that's including they have never lost on Australian soil. Yeah, thank God it's not in Australia. <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's a stat we really need to change. But um, and anyway, but six of those uh, eight victories have, have been by five or fewer points. So they they get up, but they're always close ones. So. Um, We'll see what that means for this game. Um, throughout the season, they've won six of their eight home games, um, and the Brumbies have won three from their away, uh, three from eight away <laughs> games. Away games. Yeah, three from their away <laughs> games. Um, so I guess take what you want out of that. But uh, no, look, the Haguaris have just been kind of on a bit of a streak. Um, go on a run. And uh, whilst they play very well overseas, particularly when they go away on that long tour, um, they've, they've been doing it at home as well. They're just kind of... More of a rounded package yeah, look, this year. Pr- previous years we've been saying that they, they're looking more dominant away from home than they are at home, and, but they've really made Buenos Aires a, a fortress this year. Well, you yeah. know what? Chiefs exposed some big holes in their team on the weekend. I, I know the Brumbies are going to play a very different game plan against them, mm. but the Chiefs really did mm. expose some weaknesses. I would think the Brumbies surely have something to work with from that. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Um, speaking, I, I don't think there's going to be any changes to the, to the team lineup for the Haguaros. Uh you know, they um, whilst they do have that massive squad and they kind of change players in and out, it's finals football. Uh, they put out their best uh, 23 last week. They haven't had any injuries that we know of yet, but make sure to check the casualty ward. Um, and so I expect it to be the same same lineup. You know, they've got the job done last week. Um, and I can't really think of any positional strategic changes for the Brumbies. Um, both teams have a very similar play style, but they're just they're going to put the best men on the park. Um, so, yes, um, in terms of the Brumbies, um, we've talked about uh, not having Pete Samu, but yeah, for the Brumbies, similar. The only uh, real change I can see the team lineup is the injury-enforced Pete Samu leaving, so 
Uh, we'll have a back row of Valentini, uh, Cusack, and McCaffrey, I suspect, with uh, Jerome Brown on the bench. I think we can all agree that the Brumbies are very likely to have a 6-2 bench, so six forwards, two backs. It's a game that you're going to need that, that uh, forward backup. Matt, Matt Lucas, Tom Wright. Matt Lucas, Tom Wright, your two backs. Yep. Um, and you would have thought they'd love to have um, you know Jerome Brown and Pete Sama on the bench, but so with no Pete Sama, that means Murray Douglas will probably step up. So he's a lock, but he's been playing six for the Brumbies kind of throughout the season. Yeah, um, whatever happened to Blake never? Well, he never has been playing well, so... Um, yeah, he, I killed that joke, don't I? I flogged that like a dead horse, but... Um, I've never liked Blake ever, but um, you know, it's not really a joke if it's shit. <laughs> it's just words you put together oh, that aren't funny. It's still a joke. It's just not funny. That's that's what it is. That's just a sentence. Look, shit jokes, good jokes. They come from the same place. Well, look, you'd know, but um, so uh, that was a cheap one. Um, was that not funny? Like your other jokes. <laughs> I gave him too long to reply. Uh, no, but yeah. So Brumby's similar looking team. Um, you know, yeah, I can't see much changing in that. Uh, the Brumbies to attack the scrum after watching the Chiefs. I think that's a very salient point. Um, the Brumbies scrum, I mean, it's a Wallabies front row, and um, yeah, they just they have been performing pretty bloody well. Definitely the best Australian scrum this year, but they've been they've been pushing some teams around the park. I think the Brumbies' success is going to come off the back of that, right? Like getting those cheap penalties, kicking mm. to the line, and taking advantage of their dominant back. back. If they can piece. get advantage around their set piece rolling more, they're they're definitely in with a shout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got to back that set piece, kicking yeah. into the corners, trying to put the pressure on defence and try to wait for the Brumbies to make those mistakes and, and then capitalise from there. Absolutely. Um, speaking of driving malls, I mean, both teams um, are very good at driving malls and both teams are also very good at driving mall defence. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But the Brumbies have showed, particularly in recent weeks, I mean, after they scored, what was it, three rolling or four rolling mall tries in one game, uh, after that, they've showed that they uh, they have a lot of variations. So they have done a lot of dummy driving mall setups, and then quick down the blind or a quick uh, inside unders ball. I think I think it's all said. Then, like last week, the Sharks hadn't let in the driving mall try. Mm. Twenty four minutes for the Brumbies mm. to do it. Yeah, that's. And true. if it doesn't work, Choo Choo is coming straight down Horonamo's <laughs> line. Best try celebration that exists. <laughs> um, yeah, so okay, in terms of some of the attacking stats, the Haguaros are fourth uh, for points per game, 28.4 through the season. The Brumbies fifth on 27.5. Uh, the Brumbies second on tries per game um, with 4.1. <clears throat> and the Haguaros sixth with 3.6 tries per game. Um, however, a lot of those tries come through the forwards and in tight for both teams. Um, the Haguaros are 14th for each of the stats, line breaks, tackle busts, and offloads. Um, whilst the Brumbies are 8th, 10th, uh, and 13th for those three. So... Haguar is, uh, you know, not not as good in terms of those outside attacking flair. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the Brumbies have great line D. So, um, you know, the, the Haguaris, we were just talking about how the Chiefs started playing some really good footy, uh, but the Haguaris D just really, was, really stepped up. It really got them there. But, yeah, the Brumbies, they showed last week, they can defend all day. And like you said, the, the Haguaris love just throwing big bodies on the line when mm. they get close. They don't play with a lot of creativity on the line. Yeah. The Brumbies have been exceptional at holding okay. people out in their line, so that'll be another really intriguing battle. And if you think about it, they probably had the best one of the best warm-ups they could have had for this game. They just played the Sharks. They just The second half, they just had like 20% of the ball and territory. Yeah. And the Sharks have some big forwards, yeah. and they just knocked them back all game. You know what I mean? They showed some real physicality, so Absolutely. they're definitely going to front up in that, I'd say. But. How about this? Is this, the, is this the first time the Brumbies had won seven on the trot? In one season, yeah. In, in one season, yeah. Mm. The last loss they had was against the Haguaris in Buenos Aires. Mm. So that if they lose this one, a seven-match run of wins could be bookended by losses in Buenos Aires. There's your fun fact by Nelson Dale. 
right there. That's, I mean, that's pretty that's why they sign in. That's it. All yeah. I remember was that the, uh, in, the, in the last game, they said this is the most tries the Brahms ever ever scored in a season. Yeah. So, um, you know. Good season for him. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what do we all think for this one? I'm taking the Brahms. I'm going to take the Brahms. I've convinced <clears throat> myself through this. I've been, every point think, we've discussed. <laughs> yep. I think, we're just, I think we saw frailties in, in the Jags last week. And I don't think we saw many frailties in the Brumbies. In the in the structure, in terms of their game plan. Mm. And they've been building and they haven't shown those yeah. weaknesses that they've been improving every week. And I'm thinking back to where they played them over their eight <clears throat> weeks ago, whatever it was then. And they almost got away with <clears throat> a win there and they, they weren't playing as well as they are now. Yeah, for sure. But I think, I mean, also, um, Lily Fano last week, he kicked six from six. 100%, you know, that's... Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I think we just all really enjoyed watching the Brumbies play some really good footy last week and the last couple of weeks. So we're uh, we're definitely biased, but we're we're on board. Let's go. Let's go, Brums. Go the Brums. Well, right now, Australia are going to be either the second or third of five team, five countries in Super Rugby. South Africa are fourth. Japan's fifth. Does that mean we're the second best? Second or third? Excellent. Yeah, I like it. All right, fantastic. Well, uh, that concludes our main course, um, which could mean that it is time. Um, it's always time for me to keep stalling. After the main course, what do you quit, have? After quit Stalin, uh, you know. Um, that's, that's just, <laughs> Harry, that's, no, it's just. Harry Thomas, let, everyone, let, let everyone know that you've turned on your computer again, and then the speaker, um, and that you're finally ready. What you Outstanding job, Harry. We were. Um, I was asleep at the wheel. <clears throat> we were talking. About, Always. I know I've never done it before, boys, but I was a bit asleep at the wheel. There. Uh, at the start, we were talking about um, how we haven't done the uh, the podcast caps in a while, and actually, now that I've mentioned it, we might as well just because Nelson loves it. So, uh, in terms of podcaps, we've got Harry on forty five, our uh, <coughs> ringleader, and we've I'm on thirty eight podcaps, and Nelson coming in on third, narrowly ahead of Nabung um, with thirty four caps. You capitalising to... on deaths and things like that in the family. Oh, you're such a grub. Such a grub. Mate, cap's a cap. Um, but, uh, I've probably prepped more weeks than you. You just turn up last minute. But look, anyway... the um, Swoop in with your dulcet tones. The, the other stat that I was saying would have been really interesting would have been to see uh, how many podcasts... How many of those 45 has Harry actually got the dessert song? Like, <laughs> well, right, well you know pre-2019, I, mean? I was I was going well because I didn't try and tech it up with the speaker. It's only ever since that that I've fallen to pieces. So it's only the last 18 you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I got like I got two or three right this season. Yeah, but there was also a couple <laughs> before that eighteen. So yeah. classic. All right, well, very good. Um, well, so what we said for dessert is um, so we made quite a, a, a few um, predictions throughout the season. So I mean, I think we'll have to get to it next week about predicting um, who we said in each position would top the fantasy charts. But what we do have for you tonight in for dessert is um, the conference standings. So at the start of the season, we did a preview of um, the Australian, the Kiwi, and the South African conference. And um, we had some fantastic special mm. guests on. We had Scotty Sumo Stevenson for the New Zealand Conference, legend. We had um, Richard Freeman for the, some Sunwolves info and Jay Borstorton for the Aussie Conference. Thanks, lads. And we had the Elite Rugby Banter and Paul Tate How from good. Argentina 
to help us with the South African conference, and it was great. Um, yeah. names, and they were—I mean—they were messaging us and go, "Can we please come oh, on the yeah. pod?" That's, That's true. We had to pick just because we know that none of them will be listening. To <laughs> <laughs> we had to pick them out of so many people, but it was just—it was real. It was, yeah. we, had, we actually drew it out of a hat, didn't we? We ended up yeah, doing, yeah, yeah, it was like a low, um, but like a shit one. That's it, and I guess that we have to—we have to give that that late end of pod shout out to the Elite Rugby Bands podcast again mm. for um, just for trashing us on their pod mainly for. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 I didn't get trashed. Well, they didn't point out that I've won a comp. You just you fed them the things there. I don't like it. No, look, actually, to be honest, I felt like uh, Alex uh, was being he was he was cons- he was very consoling. You know, he was uh, he, he felt my pain and <laughs> he did. Um, he did. You know, it was uh, sad days. But anyway, um, all right. No further ado to the conference standings. Why don't we do one each? We've got three. So um, how are we getting the second one? You want me to do that one? All right. Well, who, who wants to do the Australian conference? Look, I'll do the Australian conference. Right, let's do it. Um, so out of all of us, we, we basically did a little bit of a scoring system as well. The, the uh, 2019 results... <laughs> Nelson did a scoring system. <laughs> so the Brumbies came first, the Rebels second, the Waratahs third, then the Reds, then the Sunwolves. <laughs> yeah. So every time you picked you a sure? team... That's correct. Yeah. Every time you picked a team that was one position away, you got minus one point. If they're two positions away from where you picked them, they got minus two points. So Harry picked Rebels. I feel like everyone's going to think that that scoring system is convoluted, as convoluted as we do. Shut your mouth. So Harry got the Rebels, which mm-hmm. was one off. Then he got the Tars, which was one off. Then he had the Brumbies, which was two off. Then the Reds and the Sunwolves, which were both correct. So Harry had minus four points. I had the Tars, okay. which were two off. I was then the Rebels, yeah. who were correct. Yeah. Then the Brumbies, who were two off. So effectively, you had to just switch the Tars. And the Brumbies I really wish you didn't get the scoring system. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, you're ruining it, but just read the five teams. In the and then I got the Reds and the Sunwolves correct. That's three teams correct. Kagi got the Tars wrong. Then he had the Rebels correct. Reds wrong. Brumbies wrong. Sunwolves correct. So you had two. So wait, right. what order did he put them in? Actually, I don't mind the scoring now because it actually makes it sound me sound better than <laughs> I did. Tars, Rebels, Reds, Brumbies. Ah, so Brumbies. Who actually four. came okay, now, first? Now rate. that you've repeated it, and, and then the Sunwolves. Um, yeah, I, I did. So the scoring system, you were on minus five. You came last. Yeah. Harry and I were both minus four. I don't know if you guys spiked me with something, but I must have been high when I picked the Brumbies in fourth. I want, I want to thank Nelson for ignoring both of our requests to get rid of the scoring system. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> And no. Kagi also said, I don't think the Tars will rest their Wallabies much, which was correct. Yeah, that was good, yeah. So we, we listened back to the pod too. Um, Despite Checker wanting them to. So that was mm. that was correct. But he also, because he said they had too much star power. But what else did you say, Craig? I also, I, I, might, Talk have, someone up. I might have talked about um, a very prominent Waratahs player a mm. bit. Um, What's his name? His last name is Falau. What's his, what's his first name? Uh, it's, it's John. John. Oh. Uh, John did Baptist. he take the field? He, he did. Did he? he I know he was on the bench. No, he, he, he actually never took to the field. <laughs> you know, so, um, so, so he took the field. No, well, he, 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 was, he was a prominent club man, you know what I mean? Just like... Uh, <laughs> but he left. Just, Before he, he, was, the season. he was baptising the other team member. Yeah, true. He, he was. No, he baptised the team member that also never played. <laughs> he was, um, he was <laughs> never cultural reasons. Roots, who also just left. So he came across, got baptised, maybe trained a little bit, and then went home. So He came across for the baptism. I think so. On fire. So, I mean, it's an exclusive for Lao Baptism. I mean, uh, those will only... Like, he's probably going to have a fun page for those. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> good for his contract. Yes, but anyway, no, look, as, uh, as, as with all of my fantasy knowledge, it's always rocks or diamonds. So I was pretty spot on saying the Waratahs weren't going to rest uh, their players at all, the Wallabies, uh, but a little bit... Oh, okay, pretty far off with John Falao, yeah. Yeah, good. also far off Brumby's coming forth. And that as well. Thank you for clarifying. Um <laughs> And look, what was the other thing that we talked about in um, uh, the end of the Australian so Conference Standings? We, we discussed how many teams we thought, uh, how many Aussie wins we're going to get over the New Zealand sides. In, in 2018, there was three. Yeah, was so pretty, Harry pretty said dire. four to six 
for his... Four to five. You man. said no more than six. Four to five, no more than six. Yeah. So four to four six. To I reckon we should argue about this more. Argie said... Kagi said six. <laughs> one off. I did. I said five, but Harry then threw out heaps of numbers. So I said five to seven. Excellent. I'm glad that you framed it in the way that you feel like you're most <laughs> right. Um, well, I, I was... Uh, technically, Harry and I were both right and you were wrong. <laughs> so it depends how you, how you word it. I just got to stop talking to him, doesn't it? Don't I? All right, Harry, why don't you take us through uh, the next conference, please? Yeah, I'd love to. We, we didn't want to say I the didn't, wins. Didn't actually think we'd ever get there. Oh, so well, sorry. We should. Did you not say that? Okay, oh, I don't know. You talked a lot. There was five wins. Uh, so the Brumbies won in round two, fifty-four to seventeen against the Chiefs. Mm. What a game up. that was! Yeah, the Rebels won in round three, twenty-four to nineteen. Except the uh, Highlanders rested all their All Blacks. It doesn't matter. Um, the Waratahs in round six beat the Crusaders twenty well, to twelve. Then that in was round after the other tragedy. Uh, <laughs> no, no, sorry. Yeah. Let's not make excuses. Uh, the Brumbies in round 12 beat the Blues 26-21. to 21, And the Reds in round 17 beat the Blues to be the superior colour, 29-28. to 28. Excellent. Okay, that's good. Uh, we should say we almost counted the Sunwolves as a win for us as well. <laughs> and they beat the Chiefs 30-15 to 15 in round three. I, I prefer we did because like, then I'd be right with six. But, um, but look, no, we said Aussie teams. Harry not, not, Aussie, right, not Aussie though. conference teams. So yeah. let's, yeah. Okay, so the South African conference stands. You boys have ditched me by this point. So it was just me and the elite rugby banter boys. To be fair, I was on that podcast, but I had to go. Nelson didn't even make it. But anyway, yeah. yeah um, so the standings, the standings in the end were Jaguars <laughs> 1, Bulls 2, Sharks 3, Stormers 4, Lions 5. Now, we got the Elite Rugby Banter boys in, and I'm pretty sure they went Haguares, Sharks, Bulls, so they got them the wrong way around. Stormers. And then Stormers and Lions, so they were pretty close. They were really good. They were our South African uh, knowledge base. Experts. Experts, yeah. Yeah. So myself... Compare it to the Aussie knowledge. Yeah, myself. I went Haguares first. Correct. Nailed it. Strong start. That's it. The only only person to pick a non-South African team to (laughs) top that conference. Stormers second. They came fourth. Sharks third. They did come third. They did come third. You got one right. Lions fourth. No, I just said I, I can't see the Lions coming last after being top of the conference, but I was <laughs> wrong about that. And then I had the Bulls last, and clearly I was quite wrong about mm. that. So you got two right. But this is why we had the experts in. That's right. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I was talking about. Exactly. But but I, I will give Harry some credit. He did say it was spot on. He said, look, I can see any of these teams beating any of the other teams on yeah. any given day. You said it would be I mean, the tightest... Conference. And I mean, how far? How, how many weeks did we talk about? For example, the Bulls. It was uh, the lower it, team. it came down to bloody flip a coin because yeah. they just won a game that they lost. Then they win, won. Yeah. They lost. It was a. It was you, you did call this would be the tightest conference for sure this year, and yeah. it, it was excellent. So that no, was very good. Um, all right. Well, that leaves us only with the New Zealand conference standings. Uh, the only conference that matters for fantasy rugby managers. Oh wow. I thought all three mattered, mate. Yeah, no, that's where I picked all my players. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, that's where I picked my players. <laughs> um, and so for this one, we had. Um, <clears throat> do we? I, I think we didn't manage to get Sumo. Sumo wasn't willing to give us. Um, no, no, a he, he did. Five. He did say something, but it was very. Yeah, he, he didn't want to. He didn't want to actually he, lock something. Yeah, down. he wouldn't commit. He was just like he, was he goes. Positive about he goes. These boys will post this straight out on Twitter, and this is going to blow up. And uh, come he didn't want to get in trouble. That's it. So look, we have such a following. We, we let him off the hook because he did stay for an entire like hour and a half podcast with us. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that was fine. Um, so yeah, actually asking to leave by the end. So Harry uh, and I'm sure Nelson is just going to chirp up straight on Harry. But Harry said uh, Hurricanes, Woo! Crusaders, Chiefs, Highlanders, Blues. 
Uh, I mean, how can you not pick the Crusaders? What, what, I did yeah. say I wanted the Hurricanes <laughs> to win, didn't I? You so also said I jumped you into thought the Nelson Hurricanes. Line, but, um, no. No, I said I thought it'd be Crusaders, but I want the Hurricanes to win. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Nelson said Crusaders, Hurricanes, Chiefs, Blues, Highlanders. I can see Nelson trying to quickly add that up and do the score system in his head. But so so Blues we're and moving on. Kagi, I also said Crusaders, Hurricanes. Then I said Blues for third. And then apparently listening back to the pod somehow, I just, um, I assume Nelson just kept talking and so I didn't, no, um, you didn't just get gave to finish up. off the you last just gave two up. You went Blues third and mm. you went, oh, fucking, I'm stupid. Nelson did. Well, sorry, gave up. I think I just said Blues and then I just talked about the Yuanis for about five <laughs> yeah, minutes, did. 10 minutes. <laughs> Harry asked you mm. who would be the fly half. Yeah, Harry went said, Stephen Perfetta's <laughs> gone and I went Maki Kira, just, then he'll get more ball. It's beautiful, yeah. right? Um, you were very wrong. But yes, yeah, so uh, anyway, obviously we know how it ended up. It was Crusaders, Hurricanes, Chiefs. Highlanders and Blues. So what we can take away is we didn't get a single conference right. <laughs> we were close sometimes. That's it. And um, I mean, look, at least we can rely on the Blues to come last um, consistently. Oh, can I just you give can't. a quick shout out? <laughs> it's true. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I just want to give a quick shout out to my boy Damien McKenzie. Uh, I picked him up in my fantasy team in my first round of quarterfinals, knowing that I've never lost a final with him in my team, and stayed strong. Represented team captain, and uh, he doesn't even need to play, man. He's still having a positive influence you know, on my fantasy. You know how team. much I was hoping that your starting ten would get injured. Maybe Damien McKenzie knew that he had to play for me. He would play. Stay slutty. <laughs>